0: And welcome to Starter Set! My name is Ed Sylvester, this is... Sam Bradley. And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons & Dragons. Come in. Come closer. Look at this page. Let's take a (laughs) walk within Into It. (laughs) How you doing, Ed? Muy bueno! Or Kinder Bueno, if you fancy a nice little uh, chocolate snack. Duolingo's paying off, then. Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm all good. I was actually learning German for a little bit on Duolingo, but... Yeah? Alas, this podcast is still in English. Yeah, exactly.
0: We did intend to change it into a bilingual podcast where you spoke German and I spoke Spanish, and, uh, you know, it all, all carried on from there.
1: Really? It's going to be D, D, and D. Dare Dungeons and
0: Dragons. Nice. Very good. Anyway, Samuel, how has your week... Ooh.
1: Pretty good. Yeah. We played our Tuesday night session, and we... uh, So, like, our Tuesday night session had, like, a lot of talking, and then... So, we basically left this pub where they'd said, Oh, no, we're the Rolling Stones. To go and track down... Like, I'd found everyone drawn on a wanted poster. Mm. So I was like, we need to get the fuck out. If we go on stage, we're fucked. So we all headed out and we found, like, this little place in the tiefling quarter. And obviously I play a tiefling. And then we got in. Our druid was with us in the form of a cat and was sort of resting on the shoulder. And um, we got into this place and I was like, hey, brother to brother... Shit's gone down. We're wanted. Da, 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 da. Can we hide with you? And they were like, Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess, but just, just, just keep your fucking heads down. We go into this like living room, come sort of Order of Phoenix basement type place. Right. And our uh, druid turns from a cat back into a human. and Everyone's like, Oh my god! And we were like, Don't oh, fucking relax. He does it all the time. And they're like, No, no, no. You don't understand. Da, 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 da. And they start Magic. putting stuff away. And then there's a knock at the door. The guy we're chatting with opens the cupboard and fucking says, get in there. Mm. So we're all hiding in the in the, the wall, basically. And the DM says, well, you hear these spurs coming down the stairs. Ooh, like, I like this. Oh, shit. So we're watching. So there's like little like vents in the wall. And he says, yeah, you can just see like three like lines of vent. And we're all looking through, like holding our breath. And he says, you see this dude walk in. And it's like... The closest thing I can put it to is the fucking opening scene of Inglourious Bastards. Mm, yeah. Would you like, um, please may I have a glass of your delicious milk? Like, he fucking knows something's up. And the guy that's on our side knows that he knows. Neither one of them are willing to take that step. Yeah. yeah. So we're stood, we're behind the walls watching this dude come in. And like he walks over and he like glances out over the food and he like picks up a uh, some cherries and he's like eating these cherries as he's walking around pontificating and he comes right by ah oh, it was fucking great. Nice. It was so good. And then um we had another set piece and we got we did finally make it out because he was like, well, you know, see you later, buddy. If you're not hiding anyone, you have nothing to hide. Mmm, cherries, and off <laughs> this guy goes, right? Fucking hell. I was like about to urinate upon myself, if only to break the tension. And then we went back and, because um, we were supposed to play a gig, and the, the bard of the group was like, I got this, I'm not on the wanted poster. Let's fucking, I can do it. And we were like, cool, thinking he's going to go on with like, this one's called Subterranean Homesick Blues, hey! He went on, did like political fucking beat poetry we were all like "Mm, maybe less of that shit and then disappeared into a puff of smoke wow and that was the end of the session, pyrotechnics yeah did did he
0: get a good, did people like it? did they get a good round of applause? I don't
1: fucking know, it looked a lot like magic to me so I think we're fucking, we're gonna die (laughs) Um, oh dude, that bit in the basement though yeah. Jesus. Now, you really see, good. You see,
0: knowing that crew, I understand the description and the comparative that you've gone there for the Inglorious Bastards element. Um, mm. I also think it has.
1: I've never seen it. Oh my
0: God, no, Sam! No. That's, no, a, no. that's a great one. Um, Roger What's Rabbit's the right on one? the run. Uh, I got it. I know the premise. Yeah. I've seen it once, but I was like four. Well, listen, uh, for, for those of you who wish to see Hugh Frame Roger Rabbit and have yet to see it, uh, here's, a, here's a spoiler alert, but ultimately it came out literally years ago. If you wanted to watch it, this is your own, <laughs> your own fault. Um, Roger Rabbit's hiding because he's believed to have murdered somebody, hence the name Ooh. of the film. Yeah, got it. And in comes uh the actor who plays Doc in um ooh, time travel film. It's your kids, Marty, something's gotta be done. Christopher Lloyd. That that chap comes in, he's playing a, also a Gestapo style character, and mm-hmm. Roger Rabbit's hiding in a in a fake room thing, looking through a peephole, and then apparently cartoons can't resist responding to like the uh duh, duh, yeah. duh, duh, duh and then he fucking yep. jumps bump,
1: out bump. yeah to to finish it that's the thing with our crew we we are a bit of haphazard bunch mm. everyone was like we were obviously talking in the chat because we play online da, 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 whatever and it's like our fighter was like i want to cut this fucking guy's hands off but he didn't good he was like i get that this this dude might be meddling because there's a secret police they have magic detector boxes mm. and they're everywhere it's Foxville. That's not good. No. Wow. No, it's not. Oh. But yeah, that scene was like, oh man. Nice. You know how much I like a set piece as well. Yes, so. yes. You yeah, do that like was really cool. Piece. Very cool. <laughs> <coughs> Should we play some ads?
0: I mean, you could also ask me about my DD week if you wish to, Sam. I
1: did, and we, I did and we started speaking about Spanish. And then you went, how are you? And I was like, well, now I have to talk about myself. Fair enough. Do you know what? Heavy as dead. How are you, Ed? It's
0: all right. I dropped the ball on that one. We can just play some ads. I don't mind.
1: Brilliant. Do you want to How are that? you? You're a th- you're a capitalist through and through. Good man. <laughs> Here are the ads. Looking for a Fallout audio drama? It's True Vault Escapades. That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his Vault Girl Bunny as they solve the wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades. It's a Fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts hello and welcome back those were our ads good as they were many and varied (laughs) definitely not put in after post when i have nothing else to do with
0: this
1: (laughs) brilliant so we should have mentioned at the top of the show and we didn't because we're not professional that we're in the beginning of a new series we had campaign chronicles last week which i thoroughly enjoyed Mm, doing it was nice to nice to see you
0: taking the reins on that one samuel
1: yeah, I like doing that. I love, well, I love writing those characters because yeah. they're not my characters and I've got, I can just sort of back and forth it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can sort of like, yeah, warm myself up. Um, But yeah, we're in a brand new series, Adventuring 101, in which, well, essentially, we're going to take a look at the three pillars of exploration. Nope, the three pillars of adventuring. There That's we go. it. The first of Thanks. which is exploration. <laughs> and Good. kind of just boil them down to discuss them and... See, like, what you can learn from knowing the fundamentals. Mm, exactly.
0: Exactly. And who knows? Maybe this triangular stool of adventure becomes... May become
1: a uh, chair. Exactly. Or a dog. A dog's got four legs, doesn't it? So of cats. Yep. Cows. Anyway, yeah, so...
0: Exploration. Welcome to the cow of (laughs) 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 D&D.
1: So obviously there's two ways to look at exploration, and that's from the DM's point of view and the player's point of view. Mm. I'm going to take the DM sort of role, just because I've DM'd more than I've played, and Ed is nothing if not bound by my own inexperience. Sounds good. I will be taking the cow point of view
0: or player point of view I may have taken, a, exactly. I may have gotten a little bit too into this idea of a D&D cow I feel like you squeeze his udders or her udders, sorry and dice just shoot out um, I like that her horns are made of D4s cool. there's a full DM screen that just folds out from her side like you know that pig that Homer comes across in the Garden of Eden he just like goes don't yes. worry Homer, have a slice and he just pulls out like crispy done bacon <laughs> D&D cow has a DM screen that just folds out on the side and he's great yeah i've
1: got you you've exhausted
0: I've this gone off piste i will be doing player exploration not the exploration of you as a player and your internal mind concept and or ideals but more the way that players
1: interact and explore with the world and that's a really nice jump off point mm. because the first thing i wrote when i was thinking about exploration was really it's It's essentially your DM saying, this is where you are, and this is what your actions yield. And it's very much the risk versus reward is how I see it. Okay. And it's your DM's sort of job to set that ratio. So you can have high risk and low reward. That's a certain type of world. That's very gritty and hard certainly you can have a bit of a not a nerfed world but a friendly world if you're in the Feywild or whatever where low risk high reward potentially but ultimately that is where it all comes from for me in terms of DMing it's how hard is this world going to push the party in any given situation because remember exploration isn't necessarily something you have to do in terms of the broader sense of the word, you can just go from quest to quest to quest. Or you can pick a direction and go, hey, I wonder if by the way, DM, is there a XYZ? Do I see a this, that, and the other?
0: So this is so this is almost approaching it from a point of if you're a DM, it's how you want the people to explore your world. Whether you want them to explore it based upon um, sandbox style gameplay where you can go anywhere and, you know, do anything, or whether you've got a very set um railroaded adventure which says you go here this is this bit this is this bit right
1: yeah yeah okay
0: that makes sense i mean i mean it
1: it does depend on setting doesn't it because that's another point it's it's where are they exploring yes is it a dungeon is it a dungeon crawler where there's one way in and one way out or so you think or is it a town or a city or is it the world you know mountains and fields and pastures
0: that risk reward um, ratio actually if you are a DM I think is a really good way to approach that exploration or at least to approach the world itself because you're going to go right here is difficult to navigate through and to you know have a conversation with somebody or find (coughs) something that's nice so Mm. how I want people to experience this Will be based upon that reward because if you go through something that's balmy, like trying to find, trying to find solid land in the um, plane of air that's safe and it isn't going to oh, get like yeah. wiped out in every thirty seconds by that hurricane element. Mm-hmm. Trying to find that is an, is a difficult thing to do, whilst your players explore that, and you know you're setting them up to experience that gale. Or that, that danger. Is yeah. their reward for finding a bit of safety going, here's a cool NPC who is also found. You know, here's Robinson Crusoe, but the equivalent of Robinson yeah. Crusoe on a stuck on a floating rock in the middle of uh, <laughs> the ever ever going mm-hmm. Um, Or here's a piss ton of treasure. Yeah. Or and this is a little bit of a slight change on it here is a cool ass monster and or villain to fight right yeah because that's what we that's what we want to do and and it's about getting that feeling of of adventure and excitement and even though yeah. a bad guy is technically a barrier it's a different type of barrier rather than your exploration barrier because now we're getting into the combat side of things but
1: yeah yeah it, it's about what your world rewards I think exploration specifically is a very good opportunity to say hey this world you know you, you're walking through the forest you find you know a puzzle you know you find the satyr. i will gift you these riddles three or whatever mm-hmm. right and it's does your world reward trust or misdirection or bravery or does it punish them and that Kind of gives you the opportunity to like set out your world. You know, if you're sort of walking into a room, I remember it with Tarthage, and you all walked into like the first sort of quote unquote murder scene. Oh, this happened in Tarthage, the fucking hut in episode two mm-hmm. of Tarthage. Yeah. You did that scene and went in and looked around and thought, oh my god, the fucking walls are painted with blood and blah blah blah. This is a bit bandy, isn't it? But one of you took the initiative to like, I touched the wall. And I'm like, good, that's really good exploration there. And that was rewarded. Oh yeah, you see it's blood, you look down, you see the spray pattern, you roll well, you get this information. That is what that yeah. world rewards.
0: I think our experience of that scene was you, you find a tent of blood and a dead body, and then we rolled terribly, and were like, <laughs> well. <laughs> Seems like nothing amiss has happened here. (laughs) Seems like he fell out of the sky and
1: exploded.
0: And we, you know, we were hired policemen and we just sort of, we we just... Knowledge clerics, man, it's all in the role. Just
1: contaminated, like, evidence, just... (laughs) Yeah. uh... But that's it, isn't it? It's it's do you... And if I'd been a different kind of DM, maybe I would have punished that if you just blundered in, which you frequently did. Mm. But through, because I hadn't laid down that marker... I hadn't previously said if you walk in there and you're wearing your shoes you'll contaminate the scene and you will be punished because you are police I didn't want to do that so I didn't but that would have been an opportunity to do something like that yes yeah yeah certainly you know it's it's an interesting thing I think it's when your players set off and I know you mentioned are you sort of not railroading but are you on the track of a specific goal or are you just wandering free Either way, I think exploration can be worked into your campaign. Yes. Because even if you're walking down the road, well, here's a chance to experience what this world is.
0: Yeah, agreed. Now, that gives me a really good point to start jumping off and talking about the players' side of Mm. things and how that works. So the first thing I want to start talking about based upon that is don't ever see railroading as a bad thing sometimes Mm -hmm. you do just play along and if there is an element of I wanted to go and do that just trust your DM if you're getting railroaded it's because they have something interesting planned for you or believe they do now however you deal with that is your own thing but just trust that railroading is not necessarily a bad thing and sometimes Mm -hmm. it's necessary to get shit moving basically Um, yeah but as a player and how you experience the world can... or explore the world because that's this pillar um, can entirely be affected by your decisions and your engagement as well so Mm. I'll use the railroading as example or as an example so your DM describes an area that you're moving through you're moving through at a a, a fast pace from here to here Mm -hmm. it can entirely be your decision and influence upon the game to say While we're doing this, I would like to search for um, mushrooms, let's say. Mm -hmm. Can I roll a nature check? And what you're doing there is you're exploring the world whilst you're doing the thing that the DM wants you to do, which is get from A to B and don't piss ball around because if you do this, is going to (laughs) take us like four sessions and ultimately we've achieved nothing in the entire uh, story. But you've gone... With one simple check, I've explored a bit more of the world and I now know that I can find some mushrooms in this area.
1: I then. Here's a good one. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear your example and I raise your example only because it's fresh in my mind from our last session. My character was like, okay, I'll go back to the information desk with this poster and say, hey, what are these guys wanted for? These guys on the poster being the, the rest of the crew. So I'm walking back and there's this festival of something happening. And Isaac says, oh, everyone's like really happy and the mood is great. And I said, hmm, can I roll an insight check? Is this like, is this like hate week 1984? Oh yes, I'm really happy that we get to do this. Or is this genuine sort of Italia 90, bubbly national fever? Happy, genuine happiness. Mm. And he was like, that's funny you should mention it. It's like 70% actually happy. And 30% are like, oh, this is such, shut the fuck up this is and I was like and then I said well how old are the people who think it's bullshit compared to the people who think it's great and they went yeah it's the older people who think it's bullshit and I was like hmm that informs the world that's interesting
0: yes exactly and then you make decisions later on so just by asking that thing whilst you're doing the travelling or whilst you're moving from A to B what you've Mm -hmm. done there is you've actually explored the world from a socio-political point of view but you've also given yourself a branch off later on for you as a player to then go down and explore some more. And that could mm-hmm. lead you to uh, someone's house. It could lead you to government buildings where you want to find out a little bit more about what the deal is between the age split that's that's feeling that, the reasoning why. Maybe there's a historical element that's involved with it. So then you ask those more questions. So mm-hmm. what, I'm, what I'm ultimately saying is... is whilst the DM creates the world for you to be in, it's kind of the player's responsibility to actually actively engage and explore that, not for it to be thrust upon you. And even in environments where, let's say it's a sandbox, let's say you're playing a sandbox-style campaign, right? Which Mm -hmm. is, here's an area, do whatever you want, I'll add some stuff in as it goes along. Yeah. It's actually more on your side as a player to push that exploration forwards
1: yeah because adventure despite what you may have heard in our own advert for other robots radio radio uh, network shows um adventure doesn't always just (laughs) loop into your lap you do have to look for it if you want it to be realistic you can't just say well feed me experience dm yes no you're on a street it's a tuesday it's 10 o'clock
0: yeah Exactly
1: adventures there but it isn't here
0: you've got to find it and you have to do that yeah. actively looking so and I know I know this is something that you do when you're playing um, uh, maybe because you like to get the the big numbers but I know that you look at your uh, skills that you're proficient in and that you have the larger pluses because I see you doing it and you go like can I use <laughs> this to do this? Um, yeah. Which actually is a good way to play because what you're doing there is you're actually unknowingly role playing. Like an idiot savant. Yeah, you're role playing your character better because you're looking at it and going, can I use. You look at your stats and go, I am good at, let's say, nature. Can I use mm-hmm. nature to understand this? Or can I yeah. use insight to understand this? And your DM obviously responds in whichever way. Um, it's possible but you're using your skills to inform your view of the world that you are currently exploring which is always good and, and you know the, the actual player sheet is split up in such a way that actually goes this is the area you look at when you're exploring this is the yeah. area that you look at when you're fighting
1: or yeah whatever or you're doing something physical or you're trying something a bit magical yeah or weird. exactly
0: um, so that's so that's that's the way that it kind of operates. And I know there's a little bit of social interaction that comes in, in, in into that area, which obviously we'll set to the side because that's another pillar. But Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's you're literally given tools to be able to explore. So use your tools in your exploration toolbox. Coming to a I store think I like near
1: that. you. That's like we should do like a takeaway each week or a couple of takeaways, like maybe one each, is that yours? Use your tools, explore the world, go out, and find adventure.
0: Uh, Yes. Can I get it in a taco, though? (laughs) So that it's a proper takeaway.
1: Okay. (laughs) Great. I thought it was a really... I thought that was going to be a really sort of on the nose, but quite but quite brilliant point about hey man, not everything can be fed to you in a takeaway. And you but no, you actually meant that yep. you you just like the word takeaway. I, I a, like that. I saw
0: a pun and I took it.
1: Exactly, that will be on your fucking gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I was trying to think of a pun that would kill you, and I can't, and I'm too stupid to make that oh, joke. fine it's fine. Just look,
0: on the gravestone, it just says, like, oh, this is a grave situation, or this. Yeah, that, or, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. He was
1: attacked by a pack of dogs that he thought he saw. Yeah. Um, if I could give uh, DMs in terms of exploration one advice, it is know that every moment they spend not doing something, they are looking at your world. Mm. And you want to show them the thing that you spent so long creating or the thing that you spent so long getting your head around from the book. So know that every time they're not doing something, they're looking at the world, and you should use those moments to inform your players about the world. Even if it's like. I remember when we did our Christmas one shot. Yes. And the opening scene was the bird, the little robin that flew through and it was a nice, I put the fucking Hedwig theme on from Harry Potter behind me and it was a nice like, it goes over here and you get to see that maybe the world's a little bit like this and then it goes down here and you get, and then it lands outside the pub and then bang, a goblin eats it.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That's the world. Yeah,
0: yeah I like it. That's good. Flying through children playing on ice and through a, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: And then into a wind turbine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Feathers everywhere. Oh god. <laughs> Brilliant. Merry Christmas! Well look, that seems like a good place to to prop mm-hmm. up this first part of this stool, which cannot be sat upon yet, but can surely make an uncomfortable... Unless, you, unless you've got a sense of humour. Yeah, exactly, <brrr>. there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, hello! Yeah, there's your first leg. Next week, second leg, and you can officially have two legs.
1: It's a ladder. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody.
0: Goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Bye. Have you ever wanted to learn more about geography without sitting through a Snoozy-o lecture? Geography Arcade is a weekly podcast all about your favorite video games and their geographic lessons, inspirations, and even some minor analysis. Some may say analysis. Boo! Well, we're going to learn and have fun while we talk about Pokemon, Elder Scrolls, and much more. Come join the adventure at Geography Arcade on your favorite podcatcher and YouTube.